You are Locked On 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On 49ers, Brian Peacock and Eric Crocker with you at BB Peacock, at Eric underscore Crocker on Twitter. Today's episode is brought to you by Run Your Pool. Check them out today and get $10 off at runyourpool.com slash locked on or use promo code locked on at checkout. You got a football pool, survivor, office pool to run? Go to runyourpool.com slash locked on. We've got the 53-man roster set. A couple of changes there as expected. The 16-man practice squad is filling up, so the extended 69 and actually 70-man roster now getting some information there on how the 49ers are going to look going into this 2021 season and some thoughts about Trey Lance, the 49ers quarterbacks, Jimmy G, uh, how everything ties in with everything that's gone on all offseason long with the draft, seeing Mac Jones now as the starter after Cam Newton moves on. Uh, I think there's a lot to get into with uh, like some philosophical stuff today, maybe how things tie in with life and with the 49ers. I, this is this is exciting. This is like a new birth of a new season right now with this roster taking shape with the 49ers. We've heard a little <laughs> bit from Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch. And football mimics life sometimes, right, Croc? It does. It definitely does. <laughs> I mean, I think sports in general, right? right like everything yeah. that I preach to kids is about sports basically mimicking life and feel like it teaches kids a lot of good and adults a lot of good core values that they can take throughout whatever walks of life they choose to do yeah and i think kids are good at understanding that i think adults sometimes need to slow down and realize oh yeah okay okay right and i think we're talking to the adults today so let's talk to the adults today about life about football and about how um, how the 49ers roster is taking shape. A couple of adults at the podium that are in charge of the San Francisco 49ers. Um, the, the practice squad so far is now up to 13 players. Let me roll through those really quick. Defensive lineman Alex Barrett. Wide receiver Travis Benjamin. Wide receiver River Craycraft. Defensive lineman Darian Daniels. Fullback Josh Hokett. Or Yokit, I believe is how it's pronounced. Uh, offensive lineman Corbin Kafusi and Sanio Kelamete and Colton McKivitz making it back. So the 49ers had a tough decision there with Compton versus McKivitz. They got them both, essentially. Jordan Matthews comes back to the 49ers tra- uh, practice squad at tight end. Jaron Maiden is on the practice squad. Quarterback Nate Sudfeld, as expected, and linebacker Elijah Sullivan. So that's 13 players so far. Only 12 of them count, or no, that's 12 so far. Uh, the 13th I did not mention is offensive lineman Alfredo Gutierrez, who's part of the NFL's International Pathway Program, and he doesn't count. So the 49ers actually, instead of going to 69, can go up to 70 now because of uh, uh, the extra roster spot with the international program. And John Lynch saying that Alfred Gutierrez is legit, and they're pumped to have him there. So it's cool to see him develop and get an opportunity there. And so that is the practice squad. But the 49ers... Have placed two play. This is a this is an odd one, Croc. So, Devonte Harris, the corner, was one of the big surprises, right, for the roster. He's yeah. already been put on injured reserve, along with Maurice Hurst. So that's two extra roster spots that opened up. Not surprised that Jake Brendel, who is now the backup at center, since uh, since Dan Brunskill is 
starting right guard, he would be the backup center. Now they have a, a true backup center in Jake Brendel. So he replaces uh, one of them, makes it back to the 53-man roster after being cut. And Dante Johnson, he's back. I knew he'd be back. Dante Johnson back on the 53, not on the practice squad, on the 53 <laughs> with cornerback Devontae Harris and defensive lineman Maurice Hurst going on to injured reserve. So that's how the roster is right now. Don Lynch did say that they're trying to get HaHa Clinton Dix to come back. I'm sure HaHa's trying to get a, a job on a 53-man roster somewhere. And if they can, they will get him back. And then they're bringing in a couple of other players from other teams that can't be announced yet onto the practice squad because they've got to pass physicals. But um, it's a tight end from the Buccaneers, and who's he's more of a a, a block first tight end. So that's a, a a nice combo with Jordan Matthews, who's more the the bulked up wide receiver, and somebody else who I can't remember offhand, and I don't have it in front of me. But the the practice squad's taken taken shape, and the fifty three man roster went down to fifty one with a couple of players on IR, and now back to fifty. Three. Your thoughts on any of those transactions, Croc, before we go forward? I think the corner Harris, but it was interesting that I did not see him in that last game playing. Played against the Chargers. Mm -hmm. Didn't really do anything that really jumped off the screen from an ability standpoint, but was intriguing to see him out there. And then obviously, like, was to me the probably the biggest shocker of anyone who made the roster. And then to see him put on IR, which makes sense now because maybe he was hurt and didn't play in that last game, but they liked something about him, obviously. Then bringing back Dante Johnson, I think, which is probably amongst 49ers fans, the least shocking news of the day. <laughs> That's right. People made jokes about it, but I don't know if they seriously believe that he'd be back, but yeah. he's back. No, he's back. He's back for sure. Uh, the 49ers did get a few players swiped from them off of waivers, and they led the league. Only the Jaguars and 49ers had as many as three players taken off of waivers. Simba Webster was claimed by the Chicago Bears. Linebacker, undrafted out of Ohio State, Justin Hilliard, was claimed by the New York Giants. And offensive lineman, Dakota Shepley, was claimed by the Seattle Seahawks. I think there would have been an opportunity for maybe all three of those guys to make it back to the practice squad. And for Simba Webster, here's an interesting one. I think Simba was their plan. I think they were planning on bringing Simba back either to the 53 or the practice squad because when asked about the 49ers' plan at punt returner, John Lynch said, we have a plan, and I'll let Kyle Shanahan tell you about our plan. And then he immediately went to uh, this, this offshoot about how players were... Selected off of waivers and how it's, uh, you know, the sincerest form of flattery if a team wants your players and tries to claim players off of waivers and talked about Simba Webster. So I don't know if he realized he was doing it, but I think he told us that their plan was for Simba Webster to come back to the roster and mm. he was claimed by the Bears. So he's now a Chicago Bear and the 49ers ended up bringing Travis Benjamin back to the practice squad instead. And I would imagine. Travis Benjamin would have an opportunity to come back and and be up for uh, week one, potentially, and be called up from the practice squad and sort of taxi back and forth at some point. But then, Croc, Kyle Shanahan just now, and he just finished speaking to the media, he was asked about the 49ers starting punt returner. And he, Kyle Shanahan said he believes the 49ers starting punt returner is currently on the 53-man roster. Nobody on the 49ers' current 53-man roster returned punts in preseason games. 
some I think some players didn't yeah. practice maybe, but that points to what we had talked about yesterday is if this is how the 53 is going to look, that means Elijah Mitchell's returning kickoffs probably and it's Brandon Ayuk's the punt returner, right? Cuz he didn't name who that player was, but I don't know who else it would be. Yeah, maybe Brandon Ayuk again and we talked about it yesterday. I, I'm just so against him being a full-time punt returner. Maybe he can do it, but I just feel like I need some of our main guys to maintain a clean bill of health for at least two years before I see them back there doing dangerous things. Just because, you know, I'm just kind of a little, I don't know. I just feel like I have like, what is it called? PTSD or. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, nah, dude, like in a normal situation where guys just stay healthy. Yeah, sure. Put one of our more dangerous guys back there to return. But um, I I think maybe Ambry Thomas. He did, I believe, return some punts at Michigan. I'm curious to see if he has been returning any type of punts in practice. I think that could be a way to get some usage out of your third-round pick, get him on the field, have him active, be more of a special teamer, use his speed, athleticism, and his return abilities that he did showcase from time to time at University of Michigan. Yeah, that's an interesting one. So... Just didn't see him doing it in the preseason. So that's the he's like, how much do they really like him? Do, would, now he did have the one kickoff return, but no punt returns. You would want a guy to practice those types of things. That's the most difficult thing I think to do on a football field is to catch a punt. Right? Yeah, it's yeah, well, you know guys are running a thousand miles an hour straight to you. And you can't and you have to them. focus on that ball. And the ball is wobbling I don't know if it, and it's in the air a long time and it could be it, anywhere you, 50, 50 point what is it, fifty and a half? Listen. yards from sideline to sideline right and, uh, and wobbly and could have left-handed spin and, and right-footed spin and that's why you have like it's one thing to catch high school punts i caught i did excuse me i did i did punt returns in in high school it's another thing to do college punt returning and i did some returning in college uh, a little bit not a full-time punt returner but i returned some and then doing nfl punt returning I mean, the way they kick the ball, how high it feels like it's in the air forever. Like it's a different ball game. Yeah. I mean, it's way up there. So you would like to kind of get the jitters out, you know, early and, and often and be able to get some live actions in the preseason to so just to not do that. Now, this guy isn't on the active roster, but we do know that uh River Craycraft, he is a guy that returned punts, but it doesn't seem mm -hmm. like he's somebody that's gonna be active. So I don't know. Yeah, both the 49ers practice squatters, Craycraft and Travis Benjamin, have caught punts and returned punts. So there's sort of maybe a backup plan. Maybe they're going to see how things go in week one. Maybe they're going to call them up. But Kyle said the guy's on the 53. I don't know who it is if it's not Ayuk. I guess Ambry Thomas, but like he didn't look. I watched it again. It. I don't know. It wasn't like yeah. sexy or anything. Even the way he was running or moving, it didn't look like, you know, like, ooh, can't wait to see him keep returning. Like, that thought <laughs> didn't go through my head. I, I just thought it was like, okay. And maybe, maybe John Lynch being coy about their plan, maybe that's there's somebody else they're talking to and they're trying to bring somebody else in onto the practice squad or maybe even on the 53 from another roster right, right now. So right. That, that could be potentially part of it. Maybe there's some trades in the works and I'm sure there's trade you talks know. around the league. So, you know, this the, the roster starting to take shape a little bit more than it was yesterday, but we still don't know exactly what's going on. You know, I'm kind of going to pick a bone with them. If you knew that this would be a big thing that you needed, having a punt returner, like 
you can draft a punt return. Like you can like in a later round, like draft a guy specifically to do that. Like if you want a guy that's just going to be dangerous and you're going to keep a six guy around as a receiver to be able to like kind of utilize that spot and just be a specialist, almost like you have Tabor Pepper, like have a specialist do punt returning, draft that guy, man. There are dangerous guys in college football. And sometimes, I mean, or like draft a guy like, uh, what's his name, man? The, the guy from Texas, uh, North Texas, D- Dieter, I believe the uh, Buccaneers drafted him. Smaller, oh, smaller guy. Little guy, yeah. Um, what was his name? Dinner, Dinner, something like that. Oh, Darden. Anyway, Jalen Darden. Yeah, yeah. Draft like draft a guy like that that you know is just gonna that 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 quick that jitterbug like explosive like elusive, you know. And maybe they thought Richie James was that, but clearly he's not. So like draft another one like late, you know. And there there are guys that are just fast that run four threes and and move extremely well. Like go get you a dangerous guy and just use him as that. Because it is a need, and you can use them on kickoff and punt return, and yeah, yeah, that'll be a great usage of his roster spot. And by the way, uh, Richie James did revert back to the 49ers injured reserve, so that's where he's at now. John Lynch said it wasn't exactly clear when he's going to be healthy. He hasn't had his surgery yet, if he could be someone who could possibly return from injured reserve for the 49ers. So maybe they're just biding time because they love... Oh, Rich James, and he's coming back midseason to return kicks. We'll see what happens there, uh, and maybe we'll have to wait until the 49ers make their first three-and-out stop to find out who the 49ers punt returner is in week one. More roster stuff coming up. We'll talk quarterbacks. We'll talk life next. Let's make the most of this football season, shall we? There is a better way to create your custom pool at runyourpool.com. The premier sports pool hosting service. Run Your Pool makes it ridiculously easy to run a football pool with friends, family, or office mates. They offer dozens of formats, including Survivor, Pick'em, Squares, Margin, Confidence Pools, 33, and more. Run Your Pool hosts formats for NFL and college football with one-week games, full season, playoffs, or for the Super Bowl. Unlike other fantasy sports platforms, Run Your Pool has options and settings to make it your own. You can even brand your pool for your local business, bar, or restaurant. Reconnect with friends and join nearly 2 million football fans to make every game action-packed this season. Check them out today and get $10 off at runyourpool.com slash locked on or use our promo code locked on at checkout. Anywhere, everywhere in the world, Run Your Pool helps friends and colleagues compete this NFL season. The season starts September 9th. Start today at runyourpool.com slash locked on and have your pool up and running in minutes. Getting ready for that regular season. Runyourpool.com slash locked on. All right, a few more notes here. This from John Lynch on the practice squad. He basically said Tom Compton made the 53 because of his versatility, and he earned that spot over Colton McKivitz, but then he said they got the best best of both worlds because Colton McKivitz was able to come back and essentially made it seem like... um, Here's the quote. I got the quote here from David Lombardi. Uh, Lynch said about Colton McKivitz, Colton is a player we're still extremely interested in working with, He's got a lot in his body. We just have to unleash it, and I think the practice squad is the perfect vehicle to do that. That's weird because Colton McKivitz wasn't like a raw, high upside player. He was the gold helmet guy, the guy that works hard, the tough, 
you know, lunch pail sort of an offensive lineman that you would think would have a high floor, low ceiling. But the way he's talking about him, he's like he's a high ceiling guy. They're still trying to get something out of him. That tells me that there, there's probably not much there with Colton McKivitz. That, that, Colton McKivitz is an odd one. And the fact that, I mean, he's played some meaningful snaps and nobody around the league, which is a league of bad offensive line play. Yes. Nobody wanted him. Offensive line, because I see a lot of 49ers fans that like hate the 49ers offensive line. Teams, every team needs good offensive linemen. A guy that can play guard or offensive tackle is available, a fifth-round pick from last year, and nobody claimed him. I think that's the biggest telling right. thing about uh, Colton McKivitz. And most of the offensive line that you see that are really good, they, they don't let those guys go, right? A lot of those guys have been playing together for years, and they might plug in a guy here and there every couple of years and whatnot. We've seen that with the Dallas Cowboys. Now they've had some injuries to the offensive line. It's made it a little bit worse. But when you have good offensive linemen, you keep them around, and you try to you know keep everybody there and just plug in one guy here and there over you know however many years. But where the 49ers are, I think they've, they, they are doing well. I mean, and we didn't really talk about it or harp on it, but we kind of touched on it a little bit with giving game balls out. But that offensive line, I think I saw a stat that they didn't allow a pressure against the Raiders. Now, again, it wasn't Max Crosby out there and whoever else was supposed to be good for the Raiders in the defensive line. <laughs> for two X's. It was the backups, yeah, for sure. I noticed game one, game two and game three, the offensive line, I thought, protected extremely well. So that, that was just something I took note of. Yeah, and the 49ers starting unit wasn't out there a lot during the preseason. And that third preseason game against the backups, that was just unfair. And you realized, okay, this is a pretty good unit when it's together. And we'll see what it looks like uh, against other teams' ones. And I think they're going to be fine there with the, with the starting five. So now it's all about depth. And they've got a rookie swing tackle. They've got Tom Compton. And they've got Jake Brendel. And that's about it on the offensive line. So you hope the starters stay healthy. And I think the 49ers will be okay up front if that is the case. One more quick note from the Shanahan presser, and he said that his plan is to ease Jalen Hurd in, or he was asked if the plan was to ease Jalen Hurd in this season. And he said no. He said he hopes Jalen Hurd is one of the 549ers wideouts that is active versus Detroit in week one. And I saw a couple of reports. One report said that Hurd was working on the side which is probably why they asked that question. It was like, well, yeah, obviously. And I think, Croc, you and I disagreed what Hurd looked like. I thought he didn't look like the same dude, even from a couple of years ago. And I, and I was like, eh, I'm not sure about Jalen Hurd. You said you thought he was moving pretty well. Um, I'm not sure, but uh, according to David Lombardi, Hurd did practice, but did take a break and for a brief period was stretching and kind of working out on the side a little bit with his knee. I, I felt like he was someone that they were – sort of stashing on the roster more so than he had proven that he was ready to go and he was one to, going to be one of the dudes this year. And I, frankly, and I was surprised. I was surprised they didn't keep either Webster or Benjamin on the roster as a punt returner and get rid of one of the bigger-bodied sort of big slot guys. So they, they've got too much of one Wait, what thing. What is the new? I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know what the plan is, and I don't know how you, like, you have players on your roster that are clearly not, you, you can't, suit up Sanu, Jennings, and Hurd every week, right? right? So to me, the smart move is you let Hurd get healthy so you don't suit him up. And you let him, and if he never gets healthy, then he should be gone and you should have kept Simba Webster or whatever. That That's kind of the, and what what is Sanu doing for you? First of all, Sherfield's better to me, period. 
I sure feels the number three, but I don't know if he'll be treated that way. I thought he earned the, the right to be the number three. And if, so what is Sanu giving you that, that Jennings can't give you is I guess my question. And is Hurt ever going to be that guy? I don't know. There's just so many. Qu- They've had four years. We're in year five of Shanahan and Lynch. Can you find some darn receivers? Like it's it's such a strange position the way Kyle Shanahan treats the wide receivers. Like I, I don't jive with Kyle Shanahan and the way he he evaluates and the way he treats wide receivers at all. I I think maybe if I just and obviously we're speculating here, but for you know the keeps a new. Obviously, terrific pro, and it's always good to have that type of guy around. Maybe, and we've seen it like on the touchdown catch from uh, 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 Trey Lance, where he was able to kind of settle in in that soft spot and find the soft spot. Maybe he just does that better than other guys, right? I, I saw some people talking about Jalen Hurd and how on that over route where he kind of climbed up, he drifted a little bit too far upfield where he really was supposed to flatten that off. And that throw from Trey Lance would have been good if he would have flattened that route off. But instead, he kind of threw it to a spot where now it changed the angle and everything of everything that was kind of going on there. So maybe there's not just that pure understanding of what's going on offensively or exactly how he's supposed to run routes. I don't know. Obviously, I'm speculating there, but I don't know because I, I didn't think that Hurd gave you anything that anybody else couldn't aside from just. Well, I played with Shanahan in Atlanta. <laughs> oh, you mean Sanu, not her. You said her. You I mean, mean Sanu, Sanu, excuse yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Sanu. No, and, and right, and that's kind of it. And I think last year he made more sense to stick than he does this year. But physically, I think he's in a better place this year, so maybe that's why uh, he made the roster instead of last year. And by the way, how about this, though, for the dark horse punt returner? Maybe this is why Sanu made the team. He is one of the few players on the roster that has punt return experience. Back in 2015, for Cincinnati, Mohamed Sanu returned one. Sorry, that's this kickoff. He returned one kickoff in in 2015. In 2019, he returned one punt for the Atlanta Falcons. He was then traded to the New England Patriots. He returned nine punts for the New England Patriots. In 2019 and last year, I do remember him. I do remember him back there. I do, and I thought, oh, that's odd. Yeah, what was his not, what was his yards per return? He doesn't fit the punt returner mold at all. Uh, and then last year, hold on. So last year uh, with Detroit, after he was on the 49ers, Niners didn't use him there. The Detroit Lions used him as a punt returner. I'm sorry, kickoff returner. He returned one kickoff for 15 yards. So he did return punts in 2019 and that's it. It's a weird career. You don't start returning punts when you're 30 years old. That's what happened with Muhammad Sanu. Very strange, but maybe Sanu's the guy. Maybe they realized, okay, well look, <laughs> Sanu can just fair catch it and he won't drop the ball. Right. And maybe we'll use Ayuk if we need an actual return. Maybe that's the plan. I don't know, but the 49ers apparently have a plan and it involves the 53 man roster. Maybe it involves Sanu. So uh, to your question here, Career yards per return on punts, 5.6 yards. Ah, that's disgusting. <laughs> oh, it's only 10 returns. It doesn't matter. Like, I feel like if you only have 10 and you have a smaller sample size, then you should have at least, like, a couple of like, one good one. ones that make your average even better. And, you know, I feel like the kickoff returns potentially could be where he's just on the on the return unit but wasn't the actual return man. Because it's just a couple of random kick returns. 
Yeah, because 15 yards on the return, that's disgusting. All right, really quick, a couple of number changes. How do you feel about this one? Jaquaski changed his number a second time this offseason. Uh, now he is number three. Number three. Which means, as the starting strong safety, the 49ers have Jimmy Ward, number one, Jason Verrett, number two, Emmanuel Mosley, number three, uh, Jaquaski Tart, number... Wait, no, uh, Emmanuel Mosley, four, Jaquaski Tart, three. So that is one, two, three, four for their starting secondary. Do you approve, Crowder? And then there's Kwan Williams. <laughs> what, what did Kwan change his number? No, he didn't. Nah, he, he didn't. Jake asked about that swag check for Tarts number three. You're all about it, right? All about it. Yeah. Really like it. I like it more than 26. I, I there's something about 26. It's like ah, you went from 29 to 26. Like not the both those numbers are kind of whatever. If I'd rather have that than like a number 30. You mean like a 35 or 36, 37 or something, but you know, it doesn't really do much for me. So I was like, oh, I'm moving from 29, 26, whatever. But number three, which still is not one of my favorite numbers in the single digits, it's still better. Coming up here, let's talk quarterbacks. And Croc, I think you have a good angle on the 49ers quarterback situation as it pertains to all the way from pre draft until now with Trey Lance. That's coming up. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are now turning back to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start this 2021 season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest. Open now at bet online head to the website use your mobile device sign up today and receive your 100 percent welcome bonus be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo make a bet on the thursday september 9th season opener between the super bowl champion buccaneers and the dallas cowboys and if you lose your wager will be refunded up to 25 dollars for new customers only when signing up and using promo code nfl 100 from football to basketball, boxing, and your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season at Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. A big reason to repair and maintain your vehicle is to save money. And because chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers, rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and always reliably low. Rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than charging prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. Just go head over to RockAuto.com. The website is super easy to use. Find whatever you need for any, and I mean any, make or model of car or truck. RockAuto.com is a family-owned business serving auto parts customers for 20 years online. They have everything you need, tail lamps, motor oil, jumper cables, small parts, big parts, aftermarket kits, whatever you need to get your car looking and performing its best. Get everything you need in a few easy clicks and get it delivered directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com all right croc you had uh, an interesting take on the trey lance situation as it pertains to like jimmy garoppolo with the whole lance or mac jones thing everything that happened all from march all the way basically until now and so i'm going to give you the floor because i thought this was super interesting and um 
I think life mimics sports in a lot of ways. And I like the way you tied this in. Yeah. All right. So started looking at it and I'm seeing everybody talking about Mac Jones because he won the starting spot. And you have a lot of 49er fans that are panicking and they're like, oh my gosh, Mac Jones is starting and Trey Lance has not won the starting spot yet. Right. And I started kind of looking at that whole thing and kind of pretending that or looking at, you know, kind of my life situation and things that I have going on. So well, let's first take a look at who Mac Jones and Trey Lance are coming out of college, right? You have the North Dakota State kid, right, coming from an FCS school, uh, one year of experience. Obviously, both quarterbacks only started 17 games. And I was one that said that Trey Lance was the most pro-ready quarterback in this class. I said that pre-draft. From the standpoint of the offense that they ran, how that works in the NFL, his, what he was assigned to do with line protections and uh, side adjustments and things like that, uh, you know, calling plays in the huddle. I thought those things <clears throat> for him translated very well to the NFL, whereas most of these other guys, they just did not do that yet, right? And so hold I'm on. looking – And, Croc, you you also tied in – like, so not only did he have all those things going for him and, and the offense he ran in college, but then also with his ability, the physical ability, the way he could throw the ball, and, all right. his, and his legs – there was like a, a buff, a bust proofness to yeah. what he like. Everything he brought to the table was like, how could this guy possibly fail when he has everything going on upstairs? He's used to doing so many things that sometimes college quarterbacks, even if they play for four years in college, don't do from taking a snap to calling plays and things like that. And then also on top of everything else, you could really dial up something. Uh, that would be a problem for defenses because of his athletic ability. So on top, uh, with all those things coming together, you were like, right. you, people didn't think of Trey, people thought of Trey Lance as like the most um, high bust rate guy. And you said he's actually more bust proof maybe than everybody because of all those things put together. Right. And obviously like with all these guys, nobody's quite bust proof, but mm -hmm. he had a lot of very high end traits that, would give you big time payoff if he becomes who you believe he can, which again, you find out who the person is and then you tie everything together and you're like, okay, this is a super sharp person. And I believe he can be X, Y, Z. And we've seen that, right? Like we've watched in the preseason and we see the explosive plays that he brings. Okay. Lacks a little bit of consistency. I can teach that. But from the standpoint of a quote unquote gamble, it now, now this is when you start tying it into life. All right, so there are a lot of people that are willing to take the safe route with things. And my theory is when you go the safe route, you get safe results, right? It's almost like maybe somebody with like the stock exchange or something. You can invest a certain amount, and I don't know anything about stocks, but you probably can invest a certain amount of money that you know, okay, this is safe, but the payoff probably won't be nearly as big as something that could be potentially a little, little bit more riskier, right? So that, that's Mac Jones. Right. That, that's the safe route. So and then you have Trey Lance. It's the it's the I'm, I'm, I'm swinging for the fences with a home run. And obviously he has a lot of the traits that you that can take you there. Right. Like he he can do this. Right. So I looked at it from this standpoint. I train athletes. Right. And in January, I just quit my job. Boom. Just quit. And my wife was like, wait, what? Like, why would you quit? You know, and I told her, like. This is not what I want to do. What I want to do is I want to train athletes. And I love training athletes and I love doing podcasts. And from there, I just told her, hey, like this is going to work. 
Like, I know this is going to work because I'm basically going to bet on myself and I'm going to swing for the fences to do some things in my life that I love, which I've always done that. That's how I got to the NFL. That's how anything that I've ever achieved in my life is come from taking a big swing that maybe other people aren't willing to do. So I got into this spot. I'm training athletes and everything. And next thing you know, an opportunity presents itself for me to build a 12,000 square foot sports performance facility that's mine. Now, I could have took the safe route again and just stayed where I was at training athletes. But me, it's like, nah, I want the big payoff. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I want everything that I want to do in, in the way that I envision it and, and just how spectacular it can be. I want that. I can go the safe route, Matt Jones, or I can swing for the fences for this big project that others might think is risky. But me, I'm thinking like, what, like, what if I don't do this? Like, how would I look at myself if I don't take this big swing, right? So- now, you got to be smart about it, right? You can't you can't just okay, the big swing and obviously there's some risk involved, but you don't have anything to kind of even out things for you, right? So that's Jimmy Garoppolo. All right. So what I did was I realized how much I had to pay for this new building. And it was more than what I was actually currently bringing in. So I said, how am I going to offset this to make it to where I'm not losing every month on this building. So I said, okay, I'm going to go harder on my media stuff, my podcasting, things like that. So if you guys didn't notice, at one point, I started going harder on YouTube. I started going harder with the Patreon. I got on Locked On 49ers. I started doing all these different things that generate more revenue, right? To where when I get into the building, like I'm going to be fine, even if it doesn't take off right away. Right. So I can I can get in this new building. Maybe it will just boom, explode. And I'll just be making thousands and thousands of dollars every month. But there's also a chance that that doesn't happen right away. So in the event that it doesn't happen, I need to be able to kind of cover my ass a little bit. And I did that by ramping up other things. So the covering your butt is Jimmy Garoppolo. The high payoff is Trey Lance. There's a thing called delayed gratification, right, where you can take the delayed gratification route and still know that you're going to get here, but it just might take a little bit longer than other people are willing to wait. So when you look at Trey Lance and everything that he brings, okay, we're going to get him there. And we know we're going to get him there. I'm pretty sure Kyle Shanahan is extremely confident that he's going to get to the point of where he wants Trey Lance to be. But in the meantime, until that starts to bubble, well, I have Jimmy Garoppolo. And, okay, we can play Jimmy. We're fine. We still have our things in place and our plan in place for the new building. But in the process, let's do this to where it's not a total loss and we don't have to just wing it by throwing him in there if he's not 100% ready. Now, as he's ready, then, okay, we can put him in there and he can play. And they'll know when he's ready, when he starts to be more consistent with some of the things that he's seeing. Because that's what it is. It's Sometimes he's seeing things a little fast. Ted Nguyen just put down a breakdown of him going through three different reads. Boom, boom, then comes and throws it to a guy even from the, on the backside before he even gets out of his break. So it's there. But now it's just getting more consistent with it, all right? So I know I said this long spiel, but I was thinking about it, and I'm like, Trey Lance is the new building. Jimmy Garoppolo is my streaming. Yeah. And, 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 and my streaming is going to make sure that I stay afloat as I get this new building going. But once that new building goes off, I'm still doing my streaming. But – that's going to be the big payoff doing that. When I could have just stayed at this other building, Mac Jones, which Mac Jones is fine. There's nothing wrong with Mac Jones, but 
I, I looked at these guys pre-draft and was kind of like, you know, ideally where they're going to be because everybody looks at the upside, right? Like, oh, Trey Lance, he could possibly be Josh Allen or, you know, uh, Patrick Mahomes or something. He has that type of ability. And then, you know, with <laughs> with uh, Mac Jones, is oh, uh, Tom Brady. I try to look at it from a more practical standpoint, right? Where like, okay, ideally, if he's this guy, would I be okay with it? And I think with Mac Jones, it's like, hey, man, can you be a better version of Jimmy Garoppolo with a deep ball, which would be basically Kirk Cousins? And I'd be like, you know what? That would be good, right? That would be good. Or with Trey Lance, maybe you won't be Deshaun Watson, Josh Allen, or any of those guys, but can you be Dak Prescott? And if you are, still good, you know? So both of those guys, you know, I I think they're definitely going to have terrific careers. I like both of them, but I I could see why you would swing for the fences and draft Trey Lance at number three over a guy who maybe in theory might be more ready right now, but when Trey Lance becomes who who you believe he's going to be, the payoff's going to be much more. And I'm willing to be patient for that. Yeah, so a couple of things here, Croc. One, I'm Jimmy Garoppolo too. Is that what you're trying to say? With the streaming stuff, with the podcasting? Well, I got no, like, how many do, square I feet is kinda, this building we're I talking about? The, do, I, do I announce the new thing? Would you help me kind of? Oh, uh, well, there, there, you know what? Let's hold off. I think we should announce this tomorrow. We need some more time. All right, let's announce so it So there's a big announcement coming tomorrow. You're going to have to tune in to Locked On 49ers here. Uh there's some big stuff happening with with Crocky, and uh, but but really all this idea kind of came from because Mac Jones played really well, right, and and won the starting job, but we kind of knew that that was the player that Mac Jones was was the ready to play guy, the guy who would come in and be able to be good early, but what really matters is how these quarterbacks play three years from now, five years from now, right? And that's the payoff for Trey Lance. Maybe he was less ready than Mac Jones week one. And Mac Jones has looked really good and he's looked solid. But it's pretty clear that Mac Jones is missing some of the traits that Trey Lance has. And when Trey Lance gets there, look out. Look out. I can't wait. It's so much fun. Uh, I appreciated that, Croc. I'm excited for what's going on with you. How many square feet are we talking about with this new facility? We got indoors, we got outdoors. You're talking 12, about 12,000 square foot building. Woo. All right. Um, gonna have my own revamped office that I'll be streaming out of in there. Uh, we'll have obviously a weight a weight lifting uh, area, and then about 40, 45 yards in length and uh, field turf, indoor field turf with about 30 yards of width. So it's a decent size. We'll be able to run routes, uh, you know, do all kinds of things out there. And then plenty of grass outdoors that I'll be taking care of, cutting it down real nice, real low, be able to do a bunch of field work and everything outdoors as well. Got a bunch of acres out here. So, yeah. Is there enough athletes in Arkansas for you to be training at this massive facility? Yeah. So it's, it's a little different because the towns are smaller. So there's not a bunch of guys. There, there's definitely – a decent amount of athletes in Monticello, but you know, within a 30 minute radius, there are a bunch of other areas that share the same area code. And, you know, you get, you bring those people in as well. And then also I'm about 45 minutes away from Mississippi and Louisiana. So there's a bunch of other athletes that will probably eventually come to this Mecca of sports training. Essentially, uh, if you're in the area anywhere within States distance of 
Marcelo within an hour, Arkansas. within an hour, it's you, like, you'll, you'll, you'll see guys traveling in an hour yeah. to come train with me. If you, if you have an athlete, you want them to train with Crocky, right? 100%. Yeah. And if you're a 49ers fan, you want to tune into Locked On 49ers every day with Crocky and Brian Peacock. We're coming at you daily here, getting you ready for this 2021 season. Uh, big announcement tomorrow, and we've got you covered with everything going on with the 49ers every single day. And we'll start previewing this Detroit game next week as well. Tune in right here, Locked On 49ers. Eric Crocker. Ah, Eric Crocker. Yeah. <laughs> All right, here we go.